This is the Leeds Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Phil Fraser. I'm a business sounding board, think somewhere between a business coach and a business mentor, and I help business owners to not be lonely at the top. In this week's episode, we speak to Stuart Clark, MBE, Festival Director for the Leeds Digital Festival and owner of Paceline Strategy and PR. Stuart explains to us what startups and scale-ups most need, how and when to, or not to, source external funding, how the Leeds Tech Map came about, and all about the amazing annual Leeds Digital Festival. He also talks to us about how to build a community. To make sure you never miss out on every episode of the Leeds Business Podcast, sign up to our priority list at www.leadbusinesspodcast.com. Everyone that signs up gets a free gift to help their business. So, let's get into what is a really interesting interview. On today's Leeds Business Podcast, we have probably Leeds's best mover and shaker, Stuart Clark. Hi, Stuart. <laughs> hey, Phil. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> the reason I say best mover and shaker, just listen to this list of awards. So, the Tech Nation report in the startup space, he was the most influential person in Leeds. The Digital Leader DL100, he was one of the top three digital leaders in the UK, and Yorkshire Business Insider had him on their Power List 100, and he got an MBE in 2023. Now that is a mover and shaker. Well, <laughs> slightly moving, slightly shaking, but yeah, yeah. No, it's, 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 been, it's been really interesting the last few years of getting involved in, in, in some incredible things and, 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 and being part of the incredible network of, of, of people in tech uh, across the whole region. It's a big team. Fantastic, effort. fantastic. Yeah, it is indeed. It is a do. Let's talk, let's start then. We'll we'll move away from the moving and shaking. Let's start with the day job. Tell us about Paceline. Well, Paceline. So my career has always been in, in marketing. Uh, well, my first ever job after after uni, I worked for uh, the Treasury in in, in Whitehall, and uh, uh, as I always say, Her Majesty's Treasury. But then after nine months, Her Majesty and I decided that we weren't quite compatible. Yeah. Uh, you know, nothing but respect for, for, for civil servants with their dedication, intelligence, and it, it wasn't quite, quite for me. So jumped into marketing and that's where I've been ever since. So 10 years ago, I set up my own company, Paceline. It'll be 10 years, uh, uh at the end of 2023. Uh, and we work with tech companies, uh, uh, across the region to help them with their PR, their marketing strategy, uh, help them build connections. We do a lot of work with companies that coming into the region for that inward investment piece. So we help them sort of accelerate their network either as a company or, or individuals, some of the senior leaders. So we're involved with loads of companies from, from startups to some, you know, some of the biggest international, uh, tech firms around and, but it's, it's still got that very much PR and marketing, uh, uh sort of strength to it just to make sure that people are getting their, they're building their, their brands, getting in, especially the early, early companies. Or, or those more established companies, how do we make sure that there is that client and more particularly that talent acquisition? Because, you know, all, all the tech firms are, are struggling for talent at the moment. So we think, how do we make sure that our clients are, are sort of stepping up a little bit so they get much more of a, a profile? Yeah. So, you know, what was, what was the motivation to actually start your own company? There's a lot, a lot of people listening today, maybe thinking about starting their own business. What, what was that trigger that made you go, right, I'm going to do yeah. it myself? You know, often these things, you know, there's not sort of a, a clear plan. It'd been in the back of my head for, for a long time, but you know, you have kids, you have a good job, you have a good salary that comes in at the same day every month. So there's always that, oh, maybe six months, maybe, maybe 12 months. 
But my last sort of pro- proper job, as, 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 as my family would call it, I was working for a Canadian bank. I was looking after their corporate relationships in the, in the UK. Did that for seven years and we'd, we'd bought a couple of extra companies. So I, I went in and looked after the, the team there and the clients. And then at one point was sold, they sold one of the companies, which had turned out to be about 80% of my, my day job. So the companies were great, you know, uh, tried to find me a role. It took about a year and, and I knew, I knew that there wouldn't be a role for me that would be interesting. So with that year, I just spent it thinking, you know, planning, what am I going to do? Building a network back up because in that seven years, uh, my network in, in, in Leeds in the region has sort of fallen by the wayside a little bit, but my network in London was, was big and, and, uh, that's where most of the clients and most of my team were. So I spent that, that year, say, pl- planning and, and building and say, right, like, let's just, let's just go for it. Yeah. And, uh, when I've spoken to loads of people since, they always say, oh, yeah, it's great. You know, we made sure we had a couple of anchor clients first before we jumped ship. And I'm thinking, well, <laughs> that was the first mistake I made. Just, you know, left on a, <laughs> left a well-paid job on a Friday, then, then the Monday thought, right, okay, you know, where are these clients going to come from? But it's, it's been great. And as you say, really focused on the, on the, on the tech world. All our clients are, are, are in tech. Yeah. We, you know, we, we, we know with, we, we're good at many things and we're good at many things in, in tech. You know, we, we, we wouldn't take on a client, say in retail or hospitality or property because we know we don't, we don't understand those businesses. So was the, was the choice to go mainly tech or only tech and, and start up and scale up? Was that a hmm. proactive choice originally or, or did that just happen? Uh, no, it did. It sort of. It happened. It happened very, fairly quickly because I was always interested in the tech side. And say most of the companies I'd worked for, you know, in the top corporate world, were in financial services. Uh, but I'd always had that interest in tech. Uh, I'd been dabbling in uh, in sort of share dealing, and the, there was always tech firms that I, you know, I was investing in. Uh, a lot of friends uh, locally were either in software, building software uh, companies, or starting to work for software companies. I had a lot of links within this sort of digital marketing network. So again, you know, some of the clients they had with it. So it just sort of, it wasn't a clear plan. So the year before I set up the business, it will be tech, but within a year of setting up business, that, that's what it was. It was just like, right, this is it. This is what's most interesting. This is what's fast growing as well. So, and particularly in that startup world, you know, so it was over the last 10 years or so, it's been partly about me building a business, you know, working with paid, paid clients. But also, I'm working with a lot of startups with, within Leeds, and and where we are now as a as a region, as a city on the startup world is so different to where it was. Well, forget ten years ago, even just five years ago, we've seen so many more startups come through, and and succeeding as well. You know, because we all know the failure rate of startups, but you know, we keep it, we're keeping more more talented people in the in the in the region and helping more talented people uh, build their startups. So over that, over that 10 years of building the business, what would you say has been, uh, the hardest part of it? Uh, I'd say the hardest part is always, it's, it's probably finding the right people to work with in, internally for us, you know, we're a very small team of no interest in, in building a company that's got 20, 50, 100, 100 people in, uh, we've turned work down in the past because of that, when we feel that. We, we can't bring a new client on and do a good, good enough job for them. 
and and in the past, you know, when we've been looking around for for people to to fit with the culture, to fit with the the clients that we have, you know, sometimes that's been been difficult. We've we've always found the right people, but in the end, but you know, I realized when when I was working, I was you know one of the benefits of working for a corporate uh, corporate world, you can make loads of mistakes on on their money. Uh, and again, that hiring piece, you know, I, I became really good at hiring in in the end because you get that sort of feel for who will fit in the team rather than this who can do something technically because you can always train someone, send them on a course, you know, get them to learn on, on the job. But it's all about that culture. Will this person fit with a client? Will this person fit with the with the rest of the team? And and that was really important over the years. And as I said, I became quite quite good at that. So whether I'm still really picky now, <laughs> but you know, it's a good thing to be. Yeah, good good thing to be. Yeah, I think that's that. I mean, that's a that's a key point. You know, you you can teach people a skill, but it's really hard to teach mm. them culture and, and and what's in them and their their persona, mm. their work ethic, their motivation, all those sorts of things. Um, yeah. So you work, you know, you work mainly with startups and scale-ups. What, um, what do those type of companies need most from you? I think part of it, some of it, especially those early startups, it's just like, you know, what, what, what is the real strategy? You, know, you work with some people who are just really, you know, they've, they've got a real vision of what they want to build, but that bringing it down into a couple of simple steps, you know, what's the product market fit? Who are your first customers? Yeah, how do you build a, a a network, which is which is key, and that's something I'll keep coming back to as we as we chat uh, uh, today. You know, and it's how do we make sure they get in front of the right people? You know, I'm, you, you, you know, I've got a big network. I've worked really hard at my network, so it's easy for me to find the right person than a a bright young twenty year old uh, just coming straight out of the, our union trying to find that right person. So you know, if I can. Uh, sort of jump forward a few steps and, and find the right, the right person to help them, whether it's as a, as, as a mentor, uh, you know, the right accountant, the right lawyer, uh, the right CTO, that, that sort of thing, you know, the right companies to, to, to work with. So that's one of the things we do on the, on the, on the lower stage, uh, uh lower years of, of, of startup going towards the scale ups. It's very much about that honing down on, on the plan, working with the internal teams. Uh, but, but also as I say, it's all about that raising that profile and, as I mentioned earlier, often that's around about talent acquisition, around just client acquisition. And, you know, so that's, we do a lot of war nominations. We've got a really good strike rate for, for uh, shortlisting and, and uh, wins. Uh, we'll work closely with sort of uh, uh, local and regional media again to get high profile and speaking opportunities. You know, that's a great way for individuals and companies to start saying, actually, we're different. You might think we're one of 10 companies that look the same, but, well, you know, we're doing something different. And, so we're going to take every opportunity to, to, to tell people why we're doing it different and, and why it should work for us and why should, you should give us some business. Uh, and of course, everything comes together in one. You can't just do one thing and expect the world to change. You've got to do a, 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 a number of things and consistently. I think we've all seen those firms, even those firms we work with and, and, you know, respect and like their products, you know, they sort of, you know, you come in, do loads of stuff for three months, then you don't hear of them for, for a year. It's just that, you know, consistency is, I think is really key just to keep building up that, that profile uh, uh, along the way. Yeah. No, that's very good. That's very good. And one of the things you do, um, as part of that support for your startups is a, is a, is a mm. peer to peer round table program, isn't it? Called pass. Mm. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that, how it came about and, and what you actually do. Uh, 
Oh, it came about, and, and again, you know, I've been working with so many startups over the year and did that sort of informal introducing and said, oh, you know, you need to speak to so-and-so because they're six months ahead of you and they had the same problem, you know, so it took them four months to sort it out. If you have a chat with them, it'll probably take you two days to, to, to sort it out. So there's lots of that over the years, and I thought, well, how do we, how do we formalize that so it's not just me, you know, bumping into somebody and not just me knowing somebody you know there's much more many more people out there than than, than in in my network so I set up pass a, a, a couple of years ago uh, uh the idea is two hours a, a month we get startup founders in the sort of semi-formal settings while facilitate and people come along with their challenges experiences opportunities and we had one a uh, couple of years ago who came in and said i think i've killed my business so he explained what was going on and and one day the other founders started laughing. He said, "Oh, we did that." <laughs> and and again, by the end of the session, yeah, oh, everything was uh, you know sunshine, rainbows, and lollipops again. And it was great that first first uh, year we had some financial help from Leeds City Council enable us to to put something on. Uh, Bruntwood, uh, who own platform building in in Leeds Tech Hub, uh, they're really generous, give us some uh, free space. Uh, and since then we've been running it on our, our own. So, you know, you know, we, 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 we pay for it all. You know, we, we, we make sure it all happens, all the admin and everything. I'm looking for funders. You know, if anyone wants to sponsor the next, next year's, uh, uh, pass, uh, cohort, that would be great. But I think one of the things I get out of it, not only, not only does me sort of paying back a little bit into, into the tech network and hopefully a lot of these startups will, will really prosper and bring more jobs and, and, and wealth into, into the city region. You know, I, I think, and we've seen some really, really, really interesting sort of, uh, sort of wins and successes on the back of it, just because of that, you know, that network and, you know, some really close relationships and friendships, either personal or, or, or you know, on, on the business side as well, people helping each other, people are lending each other staff at some point, you know, just, just, just making sure that everybody's network becomes everybody else's network and it's that you know that real power and and i'm really pushing out so that i think i think that's really important to to make sure everybody who should know somebody does know somebody and i always this thing about startup failures and a lot of people think it's because startups run out of money whereas i always think it's they run out of time and, and money can be a fact factor in that but i do think i think everybody's got a probably right in the back of the mind you know this thing should take me six months, four years, whatever it is. And if you get beyond that, you can see, but I've seen it in the past where, where people just, just run out of, of patience and there's sort of the will to, to, to keep going. So, so if something takes 20 months, if a startup takes 20 months, naturally, how do we make sure we bring that down to 16 months, 40 months, 12 months as a community, as a, you know, as, as people like me who've, who've you know, a bit more experience, a bit, bit more networks. Uh, how do we make sure that it's the right lawyer from the start, not just make a mistake and you're on your third lawyer? Uh, and how do we make sure we get access to funding earlier? And, and that's one of the key things about funding, you know, uh, loads of startups that I know have done taken way too long to raise that first little bit of seed funding because they don't know the right people. The angel networks have not always established or they don't quite understand the, the tech they're building. And, you know, it can be six, 12, uh, 18 months before the right funding comes in. So again, how do we make sure that as a region, as a community, we bring that right down? So not taking six months, let's, let's take it six days to get the funding. 
and then we get them going. I think, I mean, that's a really, really good point. I think the funding piece from a, from a startup point of view, that question, when, when, when should I take funding? How much funding should I take? How much of the company should I give away? All of those sort of questions, the, you've got maybe not necessarily the answer, but the guide to them. Mm. So if you were, if you were talking to a startup, mm. what would you say is the answer to the question? When do, when do I need funding? When you need it. <laughs> And, and again, it's, you know, it's a dreadful answer, but you know, it's, it is that really individual because some people I've known built incredible startups over the years. They've been doing it on evenings and weekends while they've been keeping their, their, their day job doing, going. Uh, others have just like jumped straight into it and so need out funding a little bit, but let me walk quickly. And also the type of startup as well. You know, some startups like deep tech or med tech or something, you need a lot of money very early. Whereas if you're building like a, a SaaS product, again, you can be doing that on, on evenings and weekends and various other things. So it, it really depends on, on, on the type of startup. But again, it's that making sure that people have got access, whether, whether they're bootstrapping al along the way and just need a little top, top up at some point or whether they do need that two million quid straight out of the, out of the blocks. And, and again, rather than them spending time meeting 30 companies asking for that two million. Let's make sure that they meet the, the three, the three who are more likely to fund it, who've got experience in, 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 the, in that sector and will, will, will help them along the way. Cause it's not just a matter of, of, of money. And, and this sounds a bit glib, but you can get money. You can get money, uh, anywhere. If you're looking for an angel investor, you know, get the money from the angel who can introduce them to, to their network, who've maybe got some experience in, in that sector. Uh, and they've got time to, to sit with you and meet every, every month, you know, whenever, every course, whenever you need to, as opposed to here's 50 grand, come back in a couple of years, hopefully when you've, you've made me half a million. Uh, so if, if you have got, I mean, it is a luxury, but if you have got the choice between one person's 50 who are going to really add value and another person's 50, go, go for the value every time or even less if it's 40 there, but you just know it will accelerate the, the, the journey. People will often hear the term gray, gray money or gray investment. Cause it's in the gray hair that we've, that we both got, <laughs> you've got that experience you're bringing along, you're bringing along as well as, as yeah. well as the cash. Um, yeah. If we just go back a step there, you know, the, 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 there's a whole world out there of, of different types of funding and different types of finance. Could, could mm. you just touch on a few of the most, I don't know, maybe the simplest ones or the most yeah. straightforward ones that, that startups might be looking for? Well, I suppose the most straightforward is bootstrapping. Don't raise any money uh, at, at all. And I know some really successful businesses in Leeds and uh, who have built and grown, and in a couple of, you know, a couple of cases of uh, you know sold for you know really well. Yeah, <laughs> we're looking at one of them there. Uh, but you know, so again, that's the best thing. If if you don't need to raise money, don't raise money. Yeah, and and also as well, I've seen it before when people do need to raise and the raising say. A million, you say, why are you raising a million? And you go into it and they, they need 600, but you know, part of it is not a million, Sam. It's easy to do the sums on a, on a million. And also, as all in the back of everyone's mind, what if we need a bit more? Well, if you need a bit more, raise it a bit, a bit further down the line, you know, because obviously you, you raise money, you're giving equity away. So the more you can keep your, your, yourself, the, the, the better. And it, and it is, it's better now to, to find the right information. There's a lot more out there, but sometimes it is a bit of a mind build because, you know, the, 
you know, you go on this site and that site and they're all doing slightly different things. And one, one of the things we've, we've, we did this year, we launched something called Leeds Digital and it was an offshoot of the, the Leeds Digital Festival. So it's an all year round site. So we're building that up. So there's lots of news, lots of content. And one of the things we'll, 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 we'll launch fairly soon will be uh, a whole resources section, which again, which will have a lot about investment and, you know, the, we're not using it so there'll be a, a you know a million words on our site, but it'll be signposting to what we think are the are the right sites and the clearer sites. So so again, bringing that, how do we make sure instead of taking this long, it takes this long, put everything together in a nice, nice, clear way. And what one change we've seen over the last sort of uh, five to ten years within within uh, the, the north and 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 Leeds in particular is that. There's more follow-on funders, you know, there's, there's always been a, a decent angel networks, even though with particular sort of individual angel, angels who've, who've been successful in, in, in various ways. Uh, but we're getting more larger funders coming in now for those, you know, whether, whether it's half a million or going up to sort of five to, to, to 10 million. If you want more than that, you probably have to go to, uh, to, to, to London or, or further afield for that. But, you know, that's, that's a nice, nice, nice issue to have, uh, if, if you want to raise that, that, that amount of money, but certainly for, for those lower stage businesses, there's a lot more opportunities now. Okay. And in the show notes below, if you're watching or mm. in your, in your podcast player, there will be a link to Leeds Digital there. So you can find more details of that. Um, we'll talk about Leeds Digital Festival in a while, but those who are watching on, on YouTube will see behind you, Stuart is the Leeds tech map. How did that come about? And uh, and talk us through it. Yeah, well, it was one of those things where, and again, for 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 years, that key thing for me, as as I've mentioned about introducing people, making sure people know who's out there. And one conversation that kept coming back up, you know, I maybe I talked to a software firm, and they know of, know of four or five others, but no more than that. Or some people would think they're the only fintech in 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 town, you know, that sort of thing. So I thought, well, we should make a you know, we should make all this available. You know, how do we make sure we bring everything together? And a part of that, you know, start putting a, a spreadsheet together. It's really boring. Nobody wants to, uh, to sort of <laughs> scroll down an Excel. So I thought, you know, let's let's put it in a, a easy, accessible, and and a and a good looking way. So came up with the idea of the of, of the of the tech map. Uh, but it just sat there on the side. It was one of those, you know, every six months bring it forward. Maybe I'll do this, and it went. But in the first lockdown, I thought, you know, let's. Let's, let's just crack on with it. And I'm going to say first lockdown, you know, we didn't stop. We, you know, we, we weren't furloughed or anything because one of the beauties of working with tech firms, you know, they were busier than ever that, that, that year. So we became busier than ever, but I thought it's all now or never for, for, for the tech map. So we just cracked on with it. And, and in my naive mind, I thought, you know, this will take 12, 15 hours and we can do it for virtually no cost. So 200 hours and about five grand's worth of design costs later and about, I think this is version about five, uh, because every time we thought we had it looking, we had to move one, one sort of line and then you know, you've got all the cross cross lines. So, so yeah, so we launched that back in, uh, I think March, 2021. So, you know, uh, and it's been great. So you know, we've, we've had quite a few hundred printed, there's printed and framed copies in, you know, sort of dozens, if not sort of hundred plus sort of receptions and boardrooms around Leeds, which is great because it's got my company's details in the, in the top corner. And, you know, we, we have won some business out of it, but right from the off, we just made it free. If anybody wants uh, a, a copy, if anybody wants uh, to, 
to download it and print it themselves if anybody wants to use it for any reason. It's out there as a resource for the, uh, for the region. And, and what's been really nice over the last couple of years with, with the tech map is that both Leeds City Council and also the, the local West Yorkshire Combined Authority with their inward investment teams, you know, trying to attract firms to, to, to move to Leeds, to open up in Leeds. You know, they've used the tech map, uh, and, you know, given loads of copies away to, and so I think, I think there's framed copies in China, Malaysia, India, Germany, US, you know, just, just everywhere because, you know, when companies are looking to move to the UK for the first time, obviously they'll probably look at London because, you know, everyone knows of London. Uh, and so with Leeds, it's a case of like, you've, there's a community here, there's talent pool, there's these great universities, there's companies that will already train loads of good staff for you to, to move into. And look, here they are. So again, talking about this, this incredible dynamic forward thinking tech community that we have here that, that perhaps Leeds hasn't always got the reputation for or rather didn't but I, I think the last few years that's that's really changed radically and if anybody wants a copy of the tech map where would they get them uh well if, if you go onto paceline.digital uh, uh which is our, our website you'll see there's a, a tab on there for Leeds tech map uh you, you can download the pdf uh, straight away if you want the printed copy just give us a shout we've still got a few left I've just about being able to get in my bedroom in the last six months. Given it. <laughs> when we had when we had them all delivered at first, you know, quite under underestimated how many sort of uh, how big a pallet it would be with sort of four hundred printed uh, maps all in there in in tubes. Yeah, it's big, <laughs> brilliant. And there will be there will be a link to that address in the show notes if anybody if anybody wants a copy. And uh, let's hope the next issue of the Lead Tech Map has the Lead Business Podcast on as well. Well, let's see. We are redoing it at the, uh, very soon. So we'll be putting a call out for all those companies that, that, that are not on to, you know, to, to be included. Brilliant. Brilliant. So every week on the Leeds Business Podcast, we tell you about our gentlemen's agreement and ladies. Um, it's a two part agreement. My half of the agreement every week, I bring you inspiring Leeds business people for free. Your half of the deal has two simple steps. Number one. I want you to share this podcast with just one person who you think will get value from it. Step two, you need to do either, if you're listening, post a review of the show in your Apple podcast app or post a review at podchaser.com or if you're listening on Spotify, give us five stars. That's it. Fair deal. Think it's a fair deal, Stuart? Perfect. I'm up for that. Now, one of the key things we've sort of touched on a couple of times and I want to talk about now is, is the Leeds Digital. So how did it come about and what's it there for? Well, I, th I think on the Leeds Digital Festival, it, it, it came about, so back in the summer of 2015, Leeds City Council put together a, uh, I think they call it a Digital Strategy Day. Uh, and what they did, they brought about 100 people from, from around the city, from software firms, from in, in investors to digital marketing agencies and people are involved in the sort of digital and tech world and said, look, this is our five-year plan of what we think we can do and need to do to support uh, the, 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 the growing tech sector and particularly around sort of uh, employment, career opportunities, that type of thing. And after that, a few of us kept having different conversations about that it, it's not just down to the council. You can't just sit back and say, go on, you know, council should sort it all out. So a bunch of us got together in the pub. There's about a dozen of us and said, you know, what, what can we do? And 
you know, came up with the idea of a, of a, of a, of a tech festival, not, not a new idea, you know, that, that, that had been happening before in many, many places. Uh, and we decided to put one on in the, uh, April of 2016. Uh, so I said I'd run the first one and I really thought I'd just run the first, uh, one or two, but you know, this is our eighth year, uh, this year. Uh, and in that first, first, uh, year, you know, I was particularly going around asking for sponsorship. It's like, we're running this thing that we haven't done before. Uh, we don't know how big it's going to be. We don't know how many events are going to be there. We don't know how many people are going to turn up, but could you give us some money, please? So, you know, not, not the most, uh, persuasive sell, but we had sort of just over 50 events that, that first year. And it's just grown and grown and grown since. So, you know, last couple of, you know, last two or three years, we settled to about 240, 250 events, uh, per festival, which is two, uh, two whole weeks. Uh, and it's, it's uh, one of the strap lines we use is, you know, there's, there's something for everybody. And it, and it really is whether it's FinTech or health tech or data, anything that sort of sector that you want to, you want to look at, there's something there, lots of stuff on careers, lots of stuff on diversity, lots of social events as well. Cause that's one of the key things we wanted to do. You know, we had two main aims. One was about, uh, celebration. How do we make more noise as a, as a region? And as, 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 as I say, this theme of all the innovation and the talent that we had, whereas I think, you know, we've, 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 we, we, we've got that profile now. People see Leeds as one of the, the key tech, uh, regions in, in the UK, but, but, but also that, that, uh, you know, how do we bring people together, that collaboration. So right from the off, we wanted to make it, uh, as free as possible. And I think out of the 240 odd events, uh, that, that's, that's happening in the 2023 festival, I think, I think there's only four or five that's got, uh, a charge, uh, to, uh, for them. The rest are totally free. So whether you're a student, whether you're starting a career, whether you've been working for, for a long time, you can go and get all this, this incredible amount of, of, of learning and, and knowledge and networking and, you know, and it's, and it's a real buzz, you know, for those couple of weeks, uh, every, every September, uh, most of them are sort of physically in lead. So, you know, people are sort of crisscrossing the city. And the last few years, we've had some sort of mini fest in, in, in April as well, which is three days, 12 events. And, and that's for a couple of, couple of reasons. One, just to keep the conversation going and also to remind people we're coming back in September, particular sort of event organizers, just to say, you know, you've got, you've got five months now, you know, let's, let's, let's talk about how we can help you build a great event and how we can help you promote a, a, a great event. Yeah. And, you know, from a personal point of view, I have to say it's an absolutely yeah. fantastic event. Um, I've spoken two or three times a thing at it and it's been a huge success and there's always something, there's always something yeah. fascinating to, to visit, look at, attend. Some of it's been on zoom, some of it's been real. Um, and anyone who's listening, mm. I would strongly recommend you go, um, again, URL for the Leeds Digital Festival will be in the show notes. So anybody wants yeah. to go along, yeah, please do. It's, it is fantastic. Um, yeah. Now every week. Uh, yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. I was going to say every week, uh, we ask our guests to deliver us a, a how to, uh, so Stuart, what are you going to teach us how to do and, uh, tell us how to do it? Yeah. Well, th I think the how to is, uh, it's about how to build a community. Uh, and you know, it's got, I've been making lots of reference to the, uh, to, to the Leeds digital festival here. And, and that, as I mentioned a second ago, it was about that, you know, celebration and collaboration, but, but bringing people together is, is really important. And. You know, we, we do that baseline with, with, uh, with, with pass and the tech map. It's like, you know, how, how do you make sure you, ev everybody's getting that support that, that they need. And, and some people say, well, isn't that just like 
fancy term for, for networking. And, and net, networking, I think, is different because that's on sort of individual level, either as a person or a particular uh, event. But that community feel, you know, how do you make sure that people feel involved? One of the things I love about the digital festival each year, you get competitors coming together to put events on together because they want to show off the, the, the talent that we've got in Leeds. You know, a great example, we have a number of digital marketing agencies who would come together, put a, uh, an event on search engine optimization because they want Leeds to be the SEO capital of the UK. So, you know, let's, let's shout, let's come together, let's put the best event uh, on, on together. And I think that's the difference with the community. It's about that it benefits everybody, not just yourself. So you're not going to a networking event with your business card and you're trying to you know, find a new client. It's like, well, how do you make sure everybody comes up? And, and a lot of people use the phrase, you know, that rising tide lifts all boats. And I think that's really key of, 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 of the successful communities. And, and I'd like to think that the Leeds Digital Festival is, is, you know, one of those successful communities where, where we do bring people along with, with everybody. Probably built the biggest tech community, uh, certainly in the auction, but probably outside of London uh, as well uh, over the years. And, and when I mentioned earlier, we've you know we launched Leeds Digital just to keep that conversation going all year round. Because I think in previous years we had the Leeds Digital Festival. Everyone gets excited for two weeks, then you know then you you go back to your, to your uh, day job. So it's all about uh, you know keeping that conversation going. And there's loads of great examples, and, and and you may know someone called Gordon Bateman. He runs a company called CRSI. He set, set up this incredible uh, event this year, two-day event called Climb 23, and it was about bringing investors and um, innovators together. It was incredible two days. But and, and again, with Gordon, it wasn't just a case of how many tickets can I plug and how much money can I make, and I'd hate to think how much money he lost <laughs> on it. But to him, it was like, Build from that community. How do we make sure that everybody goes away with something? Everybody's gone away with a bigger network. Everybody's gone away with, 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 with more knowledge and everybody's gone away with, with, with a, a plan and an opportunity to grow and help everybody else grow. And that's one of the key things we try to do with, with the digital festival over the years and that career side. How do we make sure we involve, uh, you know, the, the universities, the colleges? So those, whether it's four, you know, whether you're 14, 16, 21, you know about the, the, the tech community. You've got access to the tech community, uh, whether that's formally as in, as in mentors or whether it's just come along to this great social networking event and you get a slice of pizza and a, a couple of beers for free. But unless we tell people and attract them in and make them feel welcome, uh, then, you know, we'll struggle for, for, for talent. You know, people come to Leeds, great universities, then they'll go back home. You know, let, let's keep them in. So I think that, you know, how to build that community, it's all about making it as free as possible. Some things may have to be charged for, but on, on the whole, make it as free as possible. Give people a reason for, for, for joining, whether that's learning something, whether that's finding a job right now, whether that's people new to the area, whether that's individuals or, or, or companies, and just keep giving that, that benefit and benefit and benefit. So you'll keep them within the community. Those people are maybe a bit nervous about speaking or you know, putting on their own events to start with. Encourage them, help them, you know, introduce them to someone who can who can do that with with them. So, but just making sure that that end goal is to make sure that people feel part of something, and they can go out to the rest of the UK and say, "You don't want to be living in London. You want to be coming to Leeds because you know it, it's." Yeah, we, we, again, another thing we've said all, all the year through is you know, when we first started off, Leeds being the 
digital capital of the North. And, you know, I think that's 95% true, but you know, there's a little, little bit of 5% PR hype and bullshit with, with, with that as well. But I think I, I'm pushing to digital capital of the UK because there's so much going on here. And it's, I think it's more accessible than just about anywhere else in the UK. That's absolutely brilliant, Stuart. And, and I have to say, you know, on behalf of the whole digital, Leeds digital community, the, you know, the work you do and the, the, the drum banging you do is absolutely amazing. And, you know, we, you know, rightly, rightly, you got, uh, an MBE for, for all that hard work. So, so yeah. well done on that. Thank you yeah. for all of that. Well, I, I, again, I would say that, you know, with the MBE, because it was services to the technology sector and you know, that's come directly from the Leeds Digital Festival and we can't, the digital festival has been successful and it's continuing to be successful over the years, but it's because firms put the events during the festival, individuals speak at the festival, everybody gets involved, you know, whether it's the, the civic authorities, whether it's the, the newest startup and that's how it's grown. So it's not this... It's not me saying, oh, look what I've done. The, the, the community drives the digital festival without the, and a few years ago we, we had a conversation with a very well-known tech event, probably the biggest in the, in the UK, uh, you may guess. Uh, and the conversation that the finished office said, well, you know, would, would, would you sell the digital festival? Because they, they, they buy tech events around the world. I was like, well, there's, there's nothing to buy because it's the community. And if someone comes in, so top down, that then people go off and do something else and create Leeds Digital Festival Part Two over there. So it's 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 a real it's it's the network in the community that, that's that's built the festival. Brilliant! It's absolutely brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. So one last thing, we asked all our guests to uh, to give a shout out to another Leeds company. So who do you want to give a shout out to? Hmm. Well, I'm I'm going to give me a, a shout out to uh, uh, to a startup that I've I've worked with. You know, uh, heads up, you know, I'm an investor in this and and uh, and and a mentor to the to, to the founder. But it's just really inc incredibly exciting. It's called Cast Rooms, and the, and the founder is uh, Mitali Mukiji. And Mitali had a, a, a great successful corporate uh, a career for for many years. And about eighteen months ago, she 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 gave that up to build Cast Rooms, and it's. And it's, uh, it's, it's, a, I think she calls it the social streaming for music, uh, musical visionaries. And, and what it is, you know, we've all been on those, uh, you know, especially in, in COVID or Zoom and you're listening to bands and DJs and it's just coming straight at you and you don't feel you're involved. And also for the performer, you know, there's, they're streaming it out there, but they don't know if people are still watching. They don't know if people are enjoying it. They don't know if they've gone into the next room for, for, for a cup of tea. So what that what this does it enables people to put you know so if, if I'm in, in my living room watching something I have my webcam on so I can feel parts and you can see other people you know taking part in the in the, in the in the audience the the performer can see what people are doing and they can sort of you know the, decide you know that that track went down really well because more people are dancing so let's put something on it's great for promoters it's great for performers who just wanted to do sort of smaller sets. So again, you know, you're not traveling the carbon footprint and everything. So it's just really exciting. And she's, she's built herself a really nice team. She's got some early investment, built a really nice team, done lots and lots of test gigs, working with some really incredible DJs. I always have to Google, she mentioned a DJ of a club. I always have to Google them afterwards because I've no idea who these people are. Uh, and she's just having some great conversations uh, across the whole music industry. So. So big shout out to Mitali and Cast Rooms. Fantastic. 
and there will be there'll be links uh, to cast rooms in the show notes. So anybody wants to check it out, they can do. Stuart, it's been absolutely fascinating. Thank you very much for your time, and uh, I hope our audience enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you found it interesting, inspiring, and of use. To make sure you don't miss out on any future episodes, please subscribe to the show. Go on, do it now. Go on, do it before you go off and do something else. Thank you. Oh, and don't forget our gentleman's agreement. <laughs>